Welcome to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes and in Him, amen. And this is the promise He has promised us, even eternal life. In Hebrews 4.16, the verse says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, this tells me two things, that number one, we can come to the throne of grace. Number two, we're going to find grace when we come there, and that grace is all about help. To participate in the show, we invite you to submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. Well, welcome to the program, everybody. This is Jeff Tobler with Eternal Promises. And, you know, our two foundational verses, if you're new to the program, are this. Out of 1 John 2.25, John promises uh, this eternal promise of eternal life. It goes this way. And this is the promise that he has promised us, that is the church, anyone who believes in Christ, even eternal life. Let me read it to you one more time. Because this is a promise for you if you believe in Jesus Christ and if you're living for him. And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. Now, the second verse is out of 2 Corinthians 1, verse 20. It was like this, for all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him that is Christ, amen. All of the promises of God are realized and fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Because without Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us that we are condemned. We are under the wrath of God because we have been lawbreakers. We have broken the law. He is a just judge. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. That's what the the Bible says. And so, (laughs) praise God that he sent his son Jesus to be a propitiation for our sins, an atonement that his, by his shed blood, our blood would not have to be shed. We would be spared the judgment and the condemnation. Rather, we're actually reconciled to our Heavenly Father through Jesus. We escape the wrath of God through Jesus Christ. And that is great news, exceedingly good news. Or, in other words, that's the gospel. So yesterday, we were talking about the grace of God, which is foundational to the gospel. If you talk about the gospel, and you don't talk about the grace of God, um, something's wrong, because it's by the grace of God that we're saved, not by works. We don't work our way into the kingdom. It's by God's grace that we're justified. It's by God's grace that he reaches out to us while we're enemies, while we're against him. He reaches out to us by his son, sending his son, by showing us how much he loves us. So, Paul talks about the grace of God in a letter that he wrote to Titus. And we went through that yesterday. It starts off, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. If you haven't heard that broadcast, you can go to the website and listen to it there. Uh, You can also listen to it uh, on our app. But it's a beautiful promise that we need to lay hold of. Now, he goes on in Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 7, to reiterate what I just shared with you. He says, But the kindness and the love of God our Savior 
toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to take that just for a moment. What does that mean, the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit? Well, what it simply means is the Bible talks about us being crucified with Christ and being resurrected with his, the power of his resurrection. So we share in both of those. And when we were baptized uh, in, in the water, it symbolized the washing of the Holy Spirit on our souls to wash away the sin, to wash away the guilt, to, to in fact renew our hearts, to give us a new heart that we have in the New Testament. And Paul goes on to say that the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we are a new creation. We're no longer that old, wretched man. We are a new creation uh, created after the likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we have the Holy Spirit in us, uh, helping us to walk out that new life. And that's what we're talking about today. The grace of God is given to those who have the Spirit of God. You can't separate the two. The, the two are, are linked. If you are finding grace, certainly the Spirit of God is resting upon you and in you. That's the hope that we have. So sometimes the question is, you know, I, I just don't feel like I have the grace of God, or what, how do I obtain the grace of God? Well, certainly, obtaining the grace of God starts with repentance. It starts with admitting that we are sinners and that we need a Savior and admitting that Jesus Christ is that Savior. He's the Savior of the world. He's the Savior of mankind. He's the Lamb of God. He's the Son of God, and that He is God Himself. Now, certainly, we will experience the grace of God when we repent, when we come to God and say, forgive me, and I recognize that Jesus is my, my means of forgiveness. His blood that was shed is how I receive the forgiveness of sins and the, and the justification. In other words, all my crimes have been acquitted because of Jesus. That's how we obtain grace. But then afterwards, when we become a Christian, when we we're baptized, we come into the church, we're learning about the Lord, we're reading his word. How do we obtain grace on an ongoing basis? Well, certainly grace is given to us regularly as we walk in the light, uh, as we walk in obedience. But, but the writer of Hebrews puts it this way. He says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let me repeat it. He says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Now, that would be the throne of God. That would be the presence of God. In other words, we're going to come in prayer. We're going to come maybe in praise, but we are going to acknowledge God. We're going to come to God and cry out for help, call upon the name of the Lord, and he's going to save us in this moment. Let me continue. That we may obtain mercy and find grace. Why? to help in time of need. In other words, we're recognizing our need for the Savior, for the Lord of our life. And we come to him, we come to his presence to obtain favor or to find grace. Favor and grace are the same thing. Grace is not just a one-time gift given for our initial justification. It's not powerless. Quite to the contrary, grace is full of power. Grace is 
God's hand being extended out to us to lift us out. So it's not just him favoring us kind of like with the wink of an eye, a nod of the head. No, it's real power in our lives to have victory over sin, to have victory over spiritual warfare. Because it's important to realize that just a little bit further in Hebrews 12, the writer warns us that we can uh, fall short of the grace of God. Let's read it. He says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. We need to look carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who sold his birthright for one morsel of food. Now that's Hebrews 12 verses 14 through 16. But what does it tell us? We can fall short of the grace of God. Other translation says we can fail of the grace of God. In other words, the grace of God is a gift extended to us. It's it's the gift of God, it's power. But we can choose not to appropriate grace. We can choose to reject the grace of God. We can choose against what God is trying to do to us to just say, no, I don't want to come to the throne of grace at this time. I want to hang on to bitterness, or I want to enjoy the sexual immorality. Well, of course, that's not God's will. And that's not why grace has been given, so that we can sin. That's what the false teachers at the apostles' time were teaching. But the apostles were saying, no, grace teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts. Jeff will be back in just a moment with some closing thoughts. Listen to Eternal Promises with Jeff Tobler every weekday or listen online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio. Hi, this is Jeff, and I want to encourage you to go to the website eternalpromises.org, eternalpromises.org, and there you're going to find that we're involved in many things. One is this radio ministry that you're listening to. The other is an orphanage over in Uganda, and in fact, many children there who really are dependent on your support. Of course, we're trusting in the Lord, but the Lord works through His church. And you, who are hearing this, have an opportunity to give, to feed, to clothe, to educate an orphan. Additionally, online, we have tracks, we have many other resources, we have uh, thank you cards that are fabulous, uh, many more things. And I just encourage you to go check out the website, and if you feel like giving, if you feel led to give, please give generously. We have many needs. And lastly, check out the teachings, the archives, the broadcasts, because we're taking a bold stand and we need you to boldly stand with us. Go to eternalpromises.org and stand with us. To participate in the show, submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio or by calling toll free. 888-88-LOVE-GOD That's 888-88-LOVE-GOD And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. Well, we're talking about the grace of God. The grace of God being help in time of need. The grace of God being our initial salvation. The grace of God being the Father sending His Son so that people would be redeemed, uh, would be saved from the wrath Uh, of the condemnation of those who have broken the law, which, by the way, that's everybody has fallen short of the glory of God. Everyone is a sinner and needs the Savior. 
And if you're one of those who has not turned to the Lord yet, let me share this testimony with you out of uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. He says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. Now listen to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. That word just means invitation. He's invited us with a holy invitation, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Jesus Christ before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Don't miss what Paul is sharing here. He's talking about the gospel according to the power of God, and the power of God comes in the form of grace. The power of God by grace saves us, invites us into his kingdom according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus. You've been listening to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. On behalf of all of us at Eternal Promises, thank you for listening. And we encourage you to lay hold of God's promises in your life today by loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes, and in Him, amen. This is a listener-supported broadcast, and your prayers and financial support are appreciated. You can support this ministry online at eternalpromises.org forward slash give, or by calling 888-88-LOVE-GOD. That's 888-88-LOVE-GOD. This is the promise He has promised us, even eternal life. Eternal Promises Radio is produced by Eternal Promises Ministries. You're listening to Eternal Promises Radio with Jeff Tobler.